thank you, Jesus. This breakthrough anointing that uh, we are so blessed to be able to experience is fruit. This is some of the fruit that I was referring to earlier with Pastor. So, anywho, it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. And thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 I know we want the presence here like this to before we can speak, but I just want to lay on the floor and boo-hoo and snot and give Hunter something else to clean up. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for coming in. And your train filling this temple. I thank you, Father, for your very holy presence. Your presence is here. I thank you for the open heaven that you have over Freedom Ministries. I thank you. I thank you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Um, Miss Jackie, uh, she's, she's phenomenal. She's, uh, she's the, my soul part. She says we do the... <laughs> she, <laughs> one of the songs we do, she says, now this is, y'all do it this way. And I say, uh-huh, we do it that white folk way. Give us some soul. And so she's a, <laughs> I love her. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but there's no one person that can do it all. Well, pastor, but we're not even, there's no one person that can do it all. Um, Sister Dana. And then the, the musicians, you know, thank y'all, thank y'all, thank you, thank you. Okay, my watch, my, okay, I'm going to speak a, a little while and then uh, Minister Teresa, we are so very, very honored to have her and, you know, just my, 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 my. I don't know. There's something about, um, I've been a lot of places in the world. I've, you know, that's my thing. Have passport, will travel. I'll do it by myself. I'll do it with the crew. I don't care. And, um, and there's a feeling, there's a spirit, I guess you could say, over every place and uh, I know that the spirit over Africa was unique and humbling and powerful. I grabbed a hold to that, a hold of that, and pulled it into myself, and I nurture that with my prayers, and I'm so thankful for it. Okay, we're going to talk today about prayer and perspective. Y'all know what perspective is? Perspective, basically, in a nutshell, is how we see something and um, what it means to me when I see it. To perspective, it's, it always has to do with sight, you know, to perceive, to see, 
And uh, in, in the fast the other day, it just hit me, perspective. What is your perspective? Where is your perspective? How do you see God? How do you see him? Is God the lover of my soul? Or is God my fire extinguisher? You know? There are times that uh, he's put out many a fire. He's always the lover of my soul. But I live on planet Earth and I'm a human being. Stuff happens. It just happens. And I guarantee you, if you are one too, if something keeps happening to you like on a regular basis, it's going to happen until you pray and find out why that happens. Let God tell you, and he will. Let it go. And then walk out of it and don't pick it back up. Um, we know that praying is talking to God. Okay. Now, you know, we have a lot of different ways to talk to people. Uh, I have my formal way. Hello, this is Julie. How may I help you? Yeah, what you want. Why are you calling me again? We have a lot of ways, and we have a lot of ways of talking to God. Um, did you know that Jesus, when I was studying this, Jesus prays constantly for us. He's forever making intercession. The Father for me. Thank you, Jesus. No man can come to the Father that he does not draw. And so he loves us all. He never leaves us or forsakes us. But I can flat walk away from him. Turn my back, do my own thing, and hooty who on you. Do what I want to do. And I can say, God's with me, God's with me. He's always making intercession. Lord, Father, you see Julie, she's just going crazy again. She's just... God, you see her. Let's send these angels down there. That's, let's minister to her. Let's, let's, let's send Monica over to talk to her. And, because Monica is spending time in prayer. And she is developing that personal, close relationship with God where she can hear his voice. When he whispers, we do a thing on our Wednesday night class where uh, God, we learn that God speaks very softly to us. And he speaks quickly. And uh, oftentimes he doesn't revisit it. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. So I'll be teaching blah, 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 Adelaide, come get your candy. They have to be listening to that still, small voice to come and, and, and get their treat. And that's how God is for us. He, we have to train ourselves to hear God. Now, knowing about God is different than knowing God. Um, we can all learn about it. We, we're, we're all smart people. We can read. If we can't read, we can pop in that CD. We can learn. Uh, learning and knowing about God is not going to do a thing for me. 
when so-and-so in my family is, is, is on a rocket to hell for a myriad of reasons. It just, knowing God's not going to help. Uh, knowing the Bible is not going to help. Now, when I get to know him, when I develop a relationship with him through reading the Bible, through spending time with him, through being on my face, and when I hear that still, small voice, Julie, come get your candy, I run and do it immediately, 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 immediately. And it's a, it's a muscle. I've always said it's a muscle. And the more we exercise that relationship with Jesus Christ, the more time we spend with him, the more time we spend in the word with him, uh, not as a fire extinguisher, strictly to put out a, a problem. Uh, I need $100, God. <laughs> he knows that. He knows I need 10 times more than $100. And these tears, oh, God. <laughs> Though they don't move him. They do not move God. The tears that move God are the tears that I cry when I lay on my face and say, God, how do you want me to pray today? How do you want me to pray? Oh, okay. God, thy kingdom come and thy will be done in my life. God, yes. And I cry those tears. He catches those, those tears. God, you see, my, you see my brother, God. I thank you for, because you gave me a word and you said that he's going to be a fire across the land preaching the gospel thank you god those tears he 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 those tears move him um yes tears of faith not tears of <laughs> it's easier to boo-hoo and scrawl and moan than it is to get up and do something um, we can't ask God for something that we're not willing to do our part in. He always gives us an instruction. Uh, before he performs a miracle in the Bible, he gave them an instruction. And they had to follow his, his instruction to the letter. And then when they did that, as soon as they stepped out, God showed up and showed out. But we, we have a part to play. Now, the Bible tells us, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17, very short. It says, pray without ceasing. Okay? Cease means to stop. Without ceasing, that means do not stop. Okay? No, we, we kind of want to get into that thing. I'm speaking for myself because all of my things are directed at me. 
speaking for myself, I have been in that thing before where I am just, I think praying without ceasing is bemoaning and moaning and whining and squalling about the same thing. And nothing gets accomplished, so I keep moaning and squalling because I'm praying without ceasing. Um, not going to get that prayer answered. He says to come to me in faith. I now, I always say, anytime I ever stand up here, God generally does not answer our prayers the way we want him to. Whatever is, is just not, you know. We have to be ready for that because if we try to put God in a box and make him do, okay, I want David saved right now. Right now, God, and disregard the word that he gave me. Now, my praying without ceasing for my brother is, I thank you, God, that my mother saw his boots in the new Jerusalem. I thank you, God, you told me that he's going to be a fire across the land. I thank you, God. Now, what you want me to do? Now, what you want me to do? I, he hasn't said nothing, so I don't do he hasn't said say, I don't say. Keep it shut. And I'm a talker. I realized the other day, if I get nervous, blah, 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 blah. You know, if I feel something I don't understand, it's like verbal diarrhea. It just flows. And it just, it just does. And I, so I have to watch it. Um. But that's how I get my prayer answered, right there, right there. I uh, go to God. He's given me a word. Thank you, God, for my word. I thank you for that blessed assurance. Now, isn't that in the Bible? Thank you for that blessed assurance. Well, I can't just say, okay, I want David saved. David's going to be saved. Okay, thank you for that blessed assurance. It's in the Bible. And he's, he's on that rocket. <laughs> Going fast. But when I say, oh, yes, your blessed assurance, yes, I can be assured that you spoke to me and you gave me a word, you gave me something to stand on. And I stand on that, God. I don't care. He speeds by me on that rocket and burns up the grass in my yard. And I say, thank you, Jesus, you making him. Hey, thank you for that word, God. Thank you for that word. I thank you that you're making him a fire for your gospel across the land. That's what I pray without ceasing. And I thank him for doing it. Okay, James 1 and 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I don't want to be a wave. I'm not a salad. Don't toss me. I'm real sure in, in what, I, what I know to be, to be, to be. And I don't deviate from that. 
and I'm, I, I'm, I've got that assurance, that blessed assurance, because I spend time on my face. And I let God nurture that and, and give me that confidence. And Okay. Sometimes we ask God for things or people tell us whatever. Well, we can't stop there. We cannot stop right there. We have a part that we have to play. And anytime we have that thought, well, I thought, I, I thought it was going to be done. I thought I was going to have $100 by now. God said he was going to take care of me. He told me in prayer he was going to take care of me. He told me he was. But, you know, I just don't know. You know, I, I got that shutoff notice, and so that's wavering. Just get you some ranch dressing, baby, because that's, that's all you got right there. You've just, you've just stopped. You've just stopped God. Uh, that actually is fear. Fear binds the hands of God. He can't do anything past this self-created block we put up, a fear of doubt, of wavering, because it's not the way we think it should be or when we think it should be. But if we will hold fast, hold fast. I, I was feeling kind of guilty the other day because I remember saying to Pastor D, oh, probably in 99 or 2000, can I leave my husband? I'm just so sick of him. He just, he won't, he won't ever go to church. He don't want the things of God. But you know why he didn't want the things of God? Because I'd come home from church and I'd be like, Ugh! Ugh! You hadn't cut that grass yet? What are you doing while I'm at church? You, you just blah, blah, blah. Okay, I just left church. He don't want any of that. Um, I didn't do that much I, because I'm not a nagger. I just... You know, whatever. He hung, a, <laughs> hung my curtains up, and I'm so happy he did something. That one of them's crooked. I've been there for 11 years. It's crooked. <laughs> you know? I don't care. I don't care. That does not bother me at all. What bothers me is when I realize the things that come out of my mouth, any kind of strife related to or directed towards or about anybody in the ministry, uh, anything, any dissatisfaction I may have, any, oh, somebody hurt my feelings, well, he's going to want to beat them up, you know? That, I've just created a problem for him. And so, I've tr I tried everything. She said, no, nah, you can't leave him. Have you prayed for him? No. Nah. That's too hard. I, I don't even want to. I just, I just want to go get me another one, you know. And we know how that works, don't we? <laughs> but anyway, if you don't know, <laughs> I'll tell you. 
if you don't overcome whatever is in front of you at that moment, you're going to have to with the next one because it's going to be there because that thing is not about them. That's about all of this right here. <laughs> okay. So, you know, over the years, I, my, my words, I've changed my words and I've changed my perspective so that my husband can change his perspective so that he sees the church as a wonderful place to be the way it's supposed to be, where you can come and get your needs met and you can lay out at the altar and let the Holy Spirit come on you and you get strengthened. You leave the church happy, for goodness sakes. How hard is that? It's real hard if I'm not sold out and submitted. It's real hard. And I say over the years, nothing changed in me until I submitted and surrendered my will to God. Because I can say I was fighting, ain't nobody going to control me. I'm 54 years old, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. Hey, I, I've seen some things. I've hung out with Pastor Eileen and Pastor D. Nobody's going to tell me anything. Hey, you know, seriously, seriously. I mean, sometimes, Lord Jesus, like Brother Allen, take me now. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, I lost my train of thought being silly. I'm sorry. Um, I surrendered to God. And any time that we're not surrendered to somebody, it's always God. They're just wearing uh, Terry's face today. Or Pastor Cindy's face. But it's actually we're not surrendered to God. And parents, let me tell you this. How you allow your children to treat you and other adults is how that child is going to treat God. If they're in your face and disrespectful, they're going to not respect God. Teach them the way they should go. And when they depart, when they grow old, they're not going to depart. Okay. So when I surrender to God, when we surrender to God in any area, if we have a problem, then that's an area that we haven't surrendered in. That's, that's simple. If we get mad, if we get upset, if we get confused on a consistent basis, that's an area that we have not surrendered to God. And therefore, we are being tossed. That's what confusion is. It's just like, oh, should have stayed, should have go, should have stayed, should have go. I don't know, I don't know. That's what confusion is. Um, if I get feelings hurt all the time, whoa, whoa. Okay, now. Get ready, because somebody's going to be hurting your feelings. Okay, well, ugh, mm, mm. feelings hurt again. Ugh, what is it, God? It's not that other person. It's me. It's me standing in the need of prayer. It's me, God, why? 
you say, oh, have a spirit of offense. But why? Why? When we lay on our face and we seek God's face, he'll tell us why those things happen to us, why my husband treats me like I'm nothing, or why my children just all up in my face all the time. He'll tell me why. Oh, yes, God, I remember. And, oh, yeah, forgive me, take it out, get up, and go on. And so when that person hurts my feelings again, says whatever, it's not in here now, it's out of here. I'm objective. Oh, well, yeah, you're you probably right. <laughs> you know, you're probably right. I probably did do that, and I'm sorry. Okay. Throughout the ministry of Jesus, he prayed. He didn't do one thing that he didn't see his father do. Now, that's, that's key right there. He didn't do a single thing that he didn't see the father. So that means he saw those lepers healed before he ever prayed. Uh, before he prayed for them, he saw them healed in, in his prayer. The Bible tells us that he got up early and he prayed. And sometimes he prayed all day. And sometimes he got up early, prayed all day, and prayed all night. Okay, and this is what I'm going to say right here. If we have a problem praying... Coming to God without, uh, He tells us to make our in our thing, our needs known to Him. He does tell us to do that, and there are times, but we cannot approach God like He is First National Bank. He's not a fire extinguisher. He's not uh, Doctor Phil. He is God Almighty. And when I lay on my face and I seek His will, He said, Thy kingdom come, Father. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in the spirit and in the natural. I live in the natural world. Okay. So He's going to speak to me. And he does, and I obey his voice. And so, <coughs> we all pray. I know we pray. But there comes a time in all of our lives. Pastor Angie calls it the end of the line. There's a song, end of the line. <laughs> end of the line. We come to that end of the line, and we have to... Really seek God's face. So I'm going to tell you how to do that. This is how you get your prayers answered right here. Okay. I'm getting ready because it's a big deal. Okay. Hello, Jesus. I thank you for this day. 
I praise you, Jesus. You are the great I am. You are the soon coming king. You are the holy of holies. You and you alone set the stars and the planets in the universe. You and you alone keep this earth in its position. You and you alone. You parted that Red Sea. You fed how many millions was it, God? Of whiners and complainers for 40 years and their shoes didn't wear out? I mean, God, you are awesome. Awesome. Now, you notice I never said, and I need $100. No. No, I'm building a relationship with him. And I got a revelation several years ago that when I come into the presence of God, if I will do that and tell him who he is, what he has done, not even necessarily who he is to me, but who he is. You are the son of God, Jesus. Wow. I mean, really. And I keep. And I keep telling him, and I keep telling, and I'll get my Bible out if I if I run out of stuff to say, and I'll get my Bible out and I'll say, Oh yeah, right here, God. Ooh, you are the rock. You are a fortress. Woo wee. You soar on wings like eagles. And then there'll come a place. Oh, okay. I call that the open heavens. I call that the place that I can. Okay, God. Now you know I need $100 right here. They're going to cut my lights off. What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? You mean stay out of Walmart? <laughs> what? Oh. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Oh, God. Why do I spend so much time and money in Walmart? Huh. Oh. Okay, because when I was a little kid, I didn't have a thing. I didn't have a pot to do it in. Didn't have a thing. Lived in the back seat of a car. Oh, God, take that out of me. Take it out, God. Oh, make me whole, God. Feel that place in me that I try to feel by spending that money, God. Okay, so when I get a little anxious or get a little, oh, thank you, God. Thank you. I hear you, and I'm doing it. 
thank you for setting me free. And then I add that to my, my things that I remind him of that he has actually done for me. Those are my prayers too. God, you remember that time Michelle had that four-wheeler wreck and broke her back. You remember that time, God, that you healed her? Thank you for that. Thank you. I remember, God, and I give you all the glory. I add those things. I keep a, I keep a list. You know, they say you keep a, a, you keep a list of all the things I do. Yes, I do. Jesus, I keep a list of all the things you do, and they are good because you've got good things for me. So I'm up, I'm thanking him, I'm happy. Well, you know the enemy's going to come immediately to take that, immediately. <sighs> Find myself in Walmart pushing that cart. Oh, man, pioneer woman, I don't have that. <laughs> oh, these are cute shoes. Oh, man, I love the smell of that candle. And I look down and my buggy is overflowing. I need two buggies. I get up there and they're like, how do you get this stuff in here, woman? It's, it's an art. Oh, God, this is that thing. I see ya. Yeah, you do smell good. Right back on that shelf. And not on the shelf with the microwaves either. Back on the shelves with the candles. Okay? Do I need this Pioneer Woman butter dish and, and spice rack? No. Right here. Well, I got this stuff. Let me run over here. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm excited. Because I'm free from that thing that kept me bound. That's how I get my prayers answered. So the, the Holy Spirit says to me, because I come to church and I pray, you know, a couple of days a week with our organized prayer. And, and it's been great. I get a word from my Wednesday night. It's great. I live in a breakthrough realm because of... Because of this, because I have this close personal relationship, uh, oh, God, forgive me. I have sinned. God, please don't let it be the unpardonable sin. Please don't let it be, you know. Forgive me. And I don't pick it up, and I go, on. Well, thank you. You're a good God. You're a just God, and you forgive me. Thank you. Um, but they, uh, the other day, it came to me. Okay. Now, that's been great for a while, but now you call yourself a mantle chaser. That means I want to go up. My pastor's going up. I see things that I want. I see fruit that I want. And to get that, I pursue this. Well, what do I see her do to, to get this? She prays. Well, what do I see her do to get this? She fasts. What do I see her do? to accomplish this oh okay I got to do that too I got to come up out of this space right here and do something different so that I can come up because our goal is to constantly be coming up because my ultimate goal 
is to walk up to you and smack you in the head and say, be healed in the name of Jesus. Now, don't be offended if I practice on you. <laughs> I'll just try not to pull it. Eileen went home with a black eye. My husband's like, what in the name do you people do up there? I was like, man, it gets real. <laughs> okay, so just go with me if I practice on you. Okay. I, uh, more than once, I'm nose bleeding. I think I had an aneurysm in prayer today. <laughs> no. But now it's my turn. It's my turn for people to come to me. And it's like, man, Sister Julie, I was praying with her today, and I think I had an aneurysm. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I can't do that on this level that I've always been at. I got to go up. Going up is prayer. Going up is prayer. Going up is prayer. Spending time with God. Hearing His voice. And then obeying quickly. Quickly. So it, it, it just came to me the way He does. It just bangs around in my head. You need to fast one day a week. What? You mean be trapped? This is what I said. Be trapped in that church all day? And all, what? This can't be God. Because God, you know how I can't stand to be inside all day. You know I hate. Oh, okay. Yes, God, thank you for that strategy. Thank you for telling me what to do so that I can be productive Wednesday nights. I can be productive with my family. Thank you, God. But you see, he didn't say, okay, Julie, to be productive, you need to do this, this, this. You need to do this, this, this to, to, to get you $100. You need to do this, this, this. No. He said, you need to set your face before me and focus on me. Give me a day. Okay. And it's not hard. That's the thing. It is not hard. Now, if it, if it were hard, if I really, that thought process kept on, God, you know I can't be in that house all day. You know I'm going to understand it. I'd be in my house all day long. Cop out, cop out, liar, liar, pants on fire. Okay? Okay? God, okay. And it's not that he wants me to give up the light. <laughs> he wants me to set my face, to be obedient, to seek him. And man, he just said things to me that didn't even, I didn't even know I needed help with. Until I got in that presence. That's how you get your prayers answered. Now bringing it all back around. My husband. Been married 37 years. He was saved. Uh, don't clap. Sometimes it's been. I stabbed him in the leg. You know with the crochet hook no less. You know don't mess with me. Okay. 
That's before the fasting. <laughs> if you feel those inclinations, you know, that gasoline's looking real good, you might ought to pray. Okay. 37 years. Old. No, don't clap. <laughs> no. <laughs> you might ought to send him some flowers <laughs> or something. But anyway, anyway, I said, God, I... I feel guilty because I don't pray for Stephen like Pastor D told me that day. And then I remember in my bathroom, reading my Bible, I'm bringing back that which I once had. Oh, my God. You said that to me. Oh, my Jesus. You did. And I grabbed a hold of that word and I hung on to it and I hang on it to this day. You are bringing back that which you once had. Out of my mouth at home, church is awesome. It, Pastor Cindy, I mean, she is phenomenal. I mean, there are no negatives. If I can't say anything good, don't say anything at all with this right here. Don't say anything if it's not good. I give him a reason to want to come to church. And it's not like, oh, you know, oh, Stephen, you should have been there today, man. We brought the house. No. My actions. I walk in the house. He says, he says, oh, y'all must have brought the house down today. He's building that desire through those prayers, that intimate time with God. And it's not, <laughs> save him or take him out, save him or take him out. Take him out, take him out, take him out. No. Huh. I'm just real, okay? Oh, did I back into your truck again? I'm so sorry. Were you back there? No. Uh, he is. He is. I don't. He he will talk about the things of God, and so he never. And I approach coming to the church to do my things. This is my work. Prayer is work. What is that? Prayer is work, and work is prayer. He doesn't say a mumbling word because I don't say a mumbling word. Twenty. This fast. When you're going to be home, sweetie. Not sure. Uh, it's nine to nine. You'll probably see me about two minutes after nine, you know. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Well, he sent me a text. Got deer steak and potatoes cooked for it. You know? Okay, see? I may go home and he may cuss me a blue streak. I don't know. But if, if the enemy wants to attack me that way, bring it. Because I have my arsenal. You are bringing back that which you once had. I thank you, God. I can be assured in my faith. I don't waver. I don't rock. I don't care what you say. You are a child of God. You are saved, healed, and delivered in the name of Jesus. Amen.